welcome to the Spiritual Soaps podcast with me, your host, India Majuri, also known as The Energy Coach. I am a soul alignment healer and spiritual mentor on a mission to help you realign to your soul's purpose. That means let's wash away the ideas and myths of how you think you should be and let's reconnect you back in with your soul. I want you to celebrate yourself in your perfect imperfections as I know you are truly magic. I just literally want you to see it too. In these episodes, I've partnered up with my spirit guides to offer you stories, truths and deep conversations to help you expand your awareness and inspire healthy conversations, just like watching your favourite soap opera. If you've been finding yourself asking, who am I and what is my purpose? Stay tuned for the next juicy episode, or you can also reach out via my Instagram page or website, which are the links in the show notes, to find out more about my one-to-one soul alignment healing and spiritual mentoring programs. Be prepared to have fun, laugh, cry and joke around, all in aid of washing away what's holding you back. Welcome to the second episode of Spiritual Stokes, and we have the fabulous Saima with us today. Thank you so much for being our first guest. Oh my God, it's so exciting. It feels like such a huge honor to be here. I'm honestly, I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today. The last episode, I kind of, um, well, the first episode, I talked more about the energy of of the year, um, spiritual awakening, which... I kind of don't like that word. It's a bit intense, mm-hmm. isn't it? But like ascension, like we've all sort of gone into this like transformational um, phase. And, and, and I feel like this conversation that we're going to have today is going to help and elevate and support, um, you know, it's going to flow quite organically from that first episode. So thank you so much for joining us today. And um, I obviously, <laughs> I sent you like a bit of a panic um, voice note today being like, oh, okay, can you ask this question? I'm going to ask now all my guests this. Um, so thank you for, for agreeing. I'll, I'll ask you in a moment. Um, but um, as as I, I've described, Spiritual Soaps is your spiritual soap opera. We have <laughs> highs, we have lows, we, we laugh, we cry, we, you know, we get angry and, and all of that jazz just like the UK version of EastEnders or Coronation Street or whatever, whatever your vibe is. So I would love to know, and Spiritual Soaps audience would love to know, what is your most recent drama? <laughs> <laughs> and have you, have you overcome it? You may yeah. not have. If you have, please would you share how? And if you haven't, how are you managing it? Okay, so it was yesterday. Wow, okay, love yeah. it. Yeah, so it's fresh off the press. <laughs> thank you for sharing with it thank you sharing with us so recent news reports so (laughs) I um yeah yesterday um so I I've realized that I have a certain energy pattern in the week so Monday Tuesday I am high vibe because I um I make sure I rest at the weekends so my weekends are very kind of I don't plan too much in I rest by about Thursday, after I've done client sessions, by the time I've created loads of content, my brain is tired, right? So I'm having um, a conversation over WhatsApp messages with a friend, and she's also a business owner, and she asks me uh, my opinion on something. And I, I can sometimes be very straight talking. And so I give, you know, and, and so I gave a very passionate opinion 
and then after I sent it, I'm like, oh my God, she's like, how, oh my God, what if she gets upset at what I've said? What if that's a personal attack? My brain starts going and it's because I'm not um, rested. It's because, you know, your anxiety goes higher if you're kind of not in a, in a present state. So mm-hmm. it all dramatized in my mind. Mm. Then I sent her a message and was like, and there's there's also a a people pleasing aspect of it because you don't want to upset people, you know? And so I sent her a message and I was like, I feel really bad. I'm really sorry. I hope I didn't, you know, offend you. And then she didn't like respond for the whole day. Well, you could see that she'd listened to the voice now and you're like, (laughs) oh my gosh. I know. And then, and then I'm like going, oh. So I took myself off for a walk. I actually went and sat in Derby Cathedral. I love that. Wow. Oh, it was beautiful. And you know what? I was the only person in there for absolutely ages. Mm. And the cathedral's pretty big. And it was so... Oh, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And you know, uh, when I went in, um, they make you do like a whole protocol where they um, te- uh, check your temperature and stuff and make you um, sanitize your hands. And he said to me, do you want to light a candle? And, you know, even that was just so lovely. Like just him saying, I didn't, but he just him saying, and I just sat down. I said, no, I just, I would just like to sit. Mm -hmm. And I just sat. And then my brain started going, Saima, it's all okay. Stop. It's all okay. And Saima, you're tired. That's another message. So I went back home and I just rested. And then she sent me a voice note later and she was like, oh my God, don't ever apologize. Like she goes, I actually like it when people say what they feel. She goes, that's what I love about you, that you're straight talking, that I don't have to second guess. And so it's just what the mind kind of over, you know, overthinks and over dramatizes, Mm -hmm. but it's also because um, of tiredness and overstimulation. So that there's two things there. I love that. that. Yeah. And it just, you literally just went over, um, well left left your your house to find peace by just Mm -hmm. being and just being guided by by wherever you were led yeah. and that ended up yeah. in the cathedral yeah oh thank you darling thank you yeah. it was a real <laughs> real like um we all do that don't we? we all sort of um I'm quite straight up talking as well and I yeah. um, I'm doing this sort of healing program at the minute and I, I messaged five of my really close friends and said like I'm, I'm opening this space can you just be brutally honest mm. are there things that you can see that I'm self-sabotaging that like offend you and, and you know I've, I've kind of like opened that space and one of my friends was was that oh they were all really sweet actually there wasn't really anything that um sort of triggered me nothing that I didn't know already but one of my yeah. friends was like it's a positive and a negative like you're really straight talking but sometimes you may not pick the right time <laughs> I'm like, I no yeah like I just get like verbal yeah. diarrhea sometimes I want to yeah. say it and then I'm, I'm quite brutal the same as you yeah um, I forget that they're, they're like as a human being like we all have feelings like check check see if it's an opinions offer. yeah opinions and there are our own stories based on our own kind of conditioning and our own you know and 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 our own standards so mm-hmm. you know you know we we project our own standards on other people you know yes. uh, and that's a thing but they're just ours and 
Yeah. So sometimes sometimes I'll say, is it necessary for you to give an opinion, Simon? is it always necessary and it's not always necessary Mm -hmm. you know I actually think in this in this case it what um you know I think she wanted me to give an honest opinion but sometimes it's not always necessary for us to to say what we think you know Uh, I've started to ask um would you like would you mind if I sort of share my thoughts on that yeah and then and then you've you've you've, are, you've sort of allowed them to either say yes or no yeah because I get really funny sometimes if I'm in a down day or having a down day I like I, don't, I generally don't need advice like no. I'm sweet but I, I sometimes just want to share and um just let someone know that I'm not feeling great yeah I kind of stop doing that sometimes because I don't want someone to give me advice yeah and so I've learned that this year especially to be like I always give advice yeah but yeah I never want to receive it so other people may not want to receive it yes. either so just yeah maybe just hold back on the advice India like you don't absolutely. always need to give it absolutely absolutely <laughs> totally second that <laughs> oh what, what a wonderful way to start this podcast thank you for sharing that with us Simon I think we can all probably relate to that there's yeah. been many a times that's happened to me but would uh, would you would you love um, I'd love to hear an introduction of yourself would you introduce yeah. yourself what is it that you do and um and share a little bit about yourself yeah yeah absolutely so um Saima I'm Saima <laughs> I uh, I support um creative entrepreneurial women or visionaries people who want to use their lives to make impact uh, use their voices want to leave a legacy um, so I support them and BAME women. So um, women mostly from South Asian backgrounds to really kind of stand in their power and kind of overcome self-sabotaging behaviors, limiting beliefs, external conditioning. And yeah, and just really, really stand in their power. And I do that as a, a well-being and personal transformation coach. Mm, amazing you do such powerful work and like um we spoke recently on on your podcast didn't we (laughs) I interviewed you then yeah yeah (laughs) Simon has a a fabulous podcast called the trailblazers podcast so so definitely check that out um but uh we yeah Simon does fabulous work and and this is you know you'll find out more as as talking to the audience now as as I um, <laughs> as we move through the the interview or the discussion actually I don't yes. I don't want it to be too serious I'm making it really like rigid let's <laughs> shake it off shake off that rigidness yeah let's do a little dance <laughs> let's do a little dance shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I'm just you know it's my first guest on the spiritual soaps you know I just want it to be yeah it's exciting but yeah. I think I'm just putting too much pressure on myself <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh thank you darling yes you do you do such incredible work okay. and um especially you know focusing on the BAME community as well I you know it is powerful work and and you and you will probably have noticed the difference with with certain sort of limiting beliefs between different cultures mm. and is there some sort of theme that um that you that you pick up on especially sort of um South Asian players? yeah I, I think with the South Asian um 
diaspora um it's mainly third culture kids so uh what i mean by that is uh people women like me who grew up in the uk but whose parents uh were immigrants and and the kind of challenges that went around that so you know the home life being very different to the uh, life outside of the home and everything that came with that so most of us were um conditioned to be quite um subservient and um, not use our voices and respect your elders and and so then what happened was when we go went out in the world we just didn't know how to stand in our power and in our truth and um, as women of color I think there was always this kind of underdog mindset but I've also realized that actually the women that I work with um, the more kind of creative women I think we all have that kind of misfit because the minute we leave the mother's womb, there's a sense of separation. And then what happens after that depends on what uh, happens in the rest of your life. So what your nurturing is in your early years depends on what happens going forward. And so, mm. but many, but we all, you know, at, at our core, we're very, we're, we're the same, really. So I think a lot of us have very similar challenges. So there's themes, uh, there's specific themes within the diaspora, but there's also themes with the women that I work with who are creative. So again, it's like playing it too small, not using your voice, um, having that imposter syndrome you know there are certain themes that that kind of override both Mm, yeah interesting and I you know with the purging I suppose is the best way to describe it that we've Mm -hmm. received and we've all experienced over the last year with uh, changes in our current climate with covid it's really sort of brought to the surface everything that isn't working yeah you know as a white woman um there's a lot of things that I have been blissfully unaware of throughout my lifetime Mm -hmm. um and when I first met my husband Gervais who is a black man Mm -hmm. I well, you know, I had past relationships with black men or, or mixed um, heritage uh, males. You know, I've, I've, I've opened up to their experiences um, and understanding that life isn't as sweet as it may have been for me. But definitely this last year has um, exploded yeah. and it's been really apparent for for many people like me white people who have been blissfully ignorant to to what's really going on in the world so everything's sort of coming up and out and purging and and um it's important for us to keep having these conversations to understand from like a much deeper level and and for us especially white people to understand where this is coming from and how how we can change this because it doesn't take you know, it takes a whole collective to start understanding each other for yeah. things to start sort balancing out. Have Have you noticed, um, you know, throughout your lifetime, have you noticed any like positives, negative changes um, within, you know, communities where you're from, like in the UK, 
um as a pakistani british born woman like what have what what changes have you noticed i actually think it's become more divided i think it's become more polarized in many interesting. ways interesting yeah. yeah so i'll give you so when my parents came to this country um the priority for them was to work right mm. so they came here and the minute they landed my dad said there were jobs like there were factory work right so that you know you could land and the next day you could be at work because there were so many jobs and um they kept their heads down and they worked um i think they were quiet they were tolerant I, of course my parents uh, my dad saw a lot of racism go on he saw um, men being beaten up uh, windows smashed bricks you know and all of that but they just kept their heads down i think over the years i've felt like communities have become um much more divided and insular so i feel like with say the pakistani community here in derby they don't really integrate then you've got the white pockets who don't integrate. So this is my home city. So the, the, the challenge that I was faced with when I moved, because I lived in London for 14 years, the challenge that I was faced with having in London, if you put my friends in one room, you'd have Mexican, Turkish, Iranian, Black, uh, then religiously, you'd have Jewish, you'd have Muslim, you'd have Christian, you'd have atheist, Portuguese, you know, it, my friends are an array, right? But then I come to Derby and it's so divided. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, so I think that I actually feel, um, and that made me feel even more of a misfit because there was no one like me locally, mm -hmm. you know? It's only in the recent kind of year that I've met, I've met a few more people. But yeah, I do feel, I feel like it's become more polarized in the last kind of say 10, 20 years. Interesting. Yeah. How do you feel after uh, Black Lives Matter, well, after George Floyd died and Black Lives Matter ex expanded, really, their voices got heard finally. And uh, last, was it last week or the week before with Megan mm. and Harry, that conversation uh, where Megan, you know, was victimized you know, mm -hmm. within her situation, if, if we're going with what, what she says is, is true, which we, we have to, because that's her, her truth, that's her experience. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, how do, how, how do you feel about that? For, for a white woman, okay, who hasn't, who hasn't been exhausted, you know, yeah. by trying to explain and, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah explain and share you know my truth to make it you know equal I've I've not been exhausted by that yeah um, I see things very differently obviously yeah, yeah I've 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 learned a lot and I'm still learning I'm not perfect but I do see a purge and I see things coming up to then mm -hmm. come out so I may be probably a bit more sort of positive about it which I probably feel it's a very coming from a white woman. It's easy to say, like how 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 do you feel? 
So I think that that Megan interview was quite triggering for women. Yeah. Of color. Um, I think there's been, I think in all of our lives, there's probably been uh, times where we've not been heard. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to express ourselves, but we've just not been heard as women of color. We've been gaslighted and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously people like Piers Morgan. And actually, I read an article in the Times, Sunday Times, uh, written by a white woman where she completely like annihilated the interview and she was like she's just making it up mm. so th- again there's two polarized um views on it so there's people who are pro there's people who are against but then there's people in the middle right so people who are willing to erase their own consciousness and actually listen and take it in and are willing to um, kind of work together, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, so you know, recently I have been a little bit no- more noisy on my Instagram account, um, which is the first time I've ever um, vo- used my voice in this way. So you know, um, I've been using Clubhouse. I've been talking about you know brown women and creativity, um, overcoming the um, underdog mindset as a brown woman and I've been given the permission because of what happened last year I feel like I've been given permission for the first time in my life to start raising these issues um where pe- where you know where almost like yeah I'm allowed now mm. before that I would never have had the guts mm-hmm. ever you know to say things like that with the fear of upsetting people making people uncomfortable and then there's the other side, there's the other side. And I was telling you um, in the podcast interview that you did with me, where, you know, I've been working with this beautiful young white woman who wants to, she's really, I mean, so amazing. She's been educating herself since last year. She's been having meetings with a friend saying, why did we, how did this like, like, passers by how did we not notice this was going on you know and her friends have been involved and she's now using her voice and using her Instagram so through the coaching process we've strengthened her voice she's overcome her fears of coming across as a woman of privilege you know so that she's an authority she's been reached out to now by people of color who want to collaborate with her so it's amazing so there's that middle ground, which there's a shift going on there. There's going to be people on the left and the right who you cannot, you can't change their opinions. You cannot, and you're not even going to try. But there's yeah. people in the middle who are willing to, and and they're the people that you want to kind of reach. Yeah, so, I, yeah, amazing. I think completely agree. And I, at first it is a really scary topic because you don't want well for a white person it's a scary topic because you don't want to offend Mm. and I um shamefully avoided doing the work for a really long time and it took George Floyd's death for Mm. me to to wake up and be like right enough's enough Mm. you know I need I need to do the work and there's a lot of people that keep saying like do the work and I probably have said it a few times like do the work and not necessarily knowing what that is Mm. um you know like what does it mean do the work yeah from my experience it's it's actually coming how do you understand well you do research there's um there's some amazing books out there why there's a, a fabulous one um 
why I don't talk to white people about, about race. race. Yeah. That's an amazing uh, book as well. But when you when you start listening to people of color's um, experiences, the BAME community's experiences, and and you start understanding um, and looking at the the dynamics of the country and and just what you've said about um where you live it being very segregated and how that can cause confliction um you can then start understanding and feeling empathy and therefore you will naturally start using you know you'll naturally start being able to communicate better yeah. and come from a place of of confidence yes. whereas now I feel confident enough to talk about it because I've I understand and yes if I get something wrong which we all have this fear of making a mistake I can hold my hands up and say wow I'm so sorry yeah taken I've taken it on board yeah and, and I'm still I'm 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 gonna get I'm gonna do better and there's nothing wrong in that no, no. And I think the thing is, India, I think that there's a one there's a one side where you read books and you educate. I think the second thing to do is you've got to now start if you really, really do want to change, if you do if you are passionate about this, then you do have to start aligning yourself with people of color or mm-hmm. you know, and I think I think it's a great tell like great um insight into how serious someone is. You just need to look at their friendship groups. You just need to look at kind of their Instagram feed to see what's going on and whether they are actually uh, making a change or whether it's just, you know, just talk. Yeah. You know? And I think the people who are serious, they're actually taking action in the real world, you know? Yeah. So and I think is, that's really important. Completely. And it is hard work. It's, it's, but we are. I think I have the privilege of choosing to do the work, right? I, yeah. I can choose, and that's that's my privilege for that. Um, but if if you are passionate about, you know, becoming a, a more of an equal community, then it then it's important, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. We're all brought up in this society yeah. where we're all brainwashed by this systemic racism Absolutely. that goes on. Like you will have you you're part of this society being born in in the UK. If we just you know focus on the UK, where you will have you the the women that you have or the people that you um, help, um, South Asian women. Or I say women, sorry, you have both male and female yeah. clients. No, no, I have female, but not just South Asian. So I, I always also non-South Asian women. Uh, they're more like the creative kind of visionaries. Yeah. Yeah. But spe- specifically this the South South Asian clients that you have, you know, you you they were born in this systemic racism mm. community. So in some your brainwashing in a way from the, the system is is the same yet it would have affected you very differently to the, how it affected me yeah um depending you know quite obviously our color and and our and our um well, our backgrounds yeah so it doesn't make you a bad person no because also you can't you can't blame yourself for what's gone on before yeah you can't blame yourself for that what you can now do is what you what comes in front of you what you do going forward That's and it. you know i just want to say like when you do have a diverse group of friends or people around you, it is so much fun. Yeah. 
It, I mean, okay, take the hard work away. It is rich. You learn so much about different people's cultures. You're going to learn about the foods they eat, the, the weddings, the music, when, you the know, weddings. parties. And it's a joy. It's yeah. a joy. And, um, you know, like even on my podcast, I'm now, I'm now aligning myself with so many different people and I'm learning so much about, about their journeys. And you know, I've just had a Turkish uh, guy on there who's um, now based in San Fran and he talks about his Turkish roots and Sufism. And, you know, there's so many things we don't know about in this country that we're not mm-hmm. educated on. And it just makes for a richer, inspired, much more inspired life. Yeah. It's a, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah that's it you know <laughs> that's it and one of one of my questions I was going to ask you like what does that look like for you but you've kind of you know what is uh, an ins- uh, inspiration and rich life look like for you but you've kind of answered that yeah. it's like multicultural um colorful colorful experience yeah and also just like you know me myself like I'm even I'm a Taurus so I'm a big foodie I love beauty I love yeah. creativity and I think you know, even if you look at my home, there's influences from everywhere in it. You'll be able to see influences from everywhere. You know, have a real curiosity about life in its entirety. And so the food that I eat, I'm constantly experimenting with different cuisines. Obviously, my friendship circles are very diverse. So the music that I listen to is very diverse. Mm-hmm. So I think the richness comes from just being open, living with an open mind and living with an open heart. I love that. That's amazing. That's the, the work that you share with your clients in yeah. giving or offering people the confidence to explore outside the box that we've all been sort of yeah. conditioned to be in. Like at school, you know, you listen to this music, don't you? And that yeah. music is so uncool. Yeah. Because now, I, you know, I listen to rap. I listen to classical. I listen yeah. to um, house music. I, 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 I listen to um, soulful music. I mean, just all, all different sorts. types. Yeah. yeah. And there's, that's right. <laughs> Scrap yeah, that's the niche. A, that's even better. Yeah. That's even better. But the thing is, when you, when you start living life on your terms, when you start fearing what anyone else thinks about you, then you can do whatever the hell you want. Mm. Do you know, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks is cool. It's what mm-hmm. you think is cool. And you know yeah. what? That infiltrates. So once people see you standing in your power, you then give them the permission to do the same. Oh, exactly, exactly. But you you haven't always been this confident. Sort of confident, <laughs> yeah. Because you do you do you have shared that you suffered quite badly from mental yes. health at one stage, and and I'm and I'm feeling that this led you on this yes. journey and got you to where you are, where you're yeah. helping so many people. Would you mind sharing uh, sharing your experience of that? Yeah, so I worked in, so I, I've always been very sensitive and very like, I feel like, you know, I am I, I, less now, but one of those people that feels like they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders, you know, <laughs> like, even as a child, I was very caring about the adults around me. And, you know, like, I was more, I cared more about them than myself, you know, even as a little girl, you know, and um I really feel things very deeply. So that can be a good thing because I feel, um, I can feel music very deeply. I can feel nature very deeply. I can mm. feel art very deeply, but then I can feel the pain of life very deeply too. So it, it has its uh, advantage, advantages and disadvantages. 
And I think that's why I understand the creative mind. That's why I understand creative people. But yeah, so I was always very sensitive and I had an issue with boundaries. So, you know, as again, as an Asian woman, I was a South Asian woman, you know, you're not really taught about boundaries, you know, about what you're, what you should um, accept and not accept. So in the working world, I had a lot of adversity around working with challenging people, challenging um, people in my personal life, toxic you know, um, relationships, you know, I was a full, you know, I was a participant in that because I didn't have boundaries. So I was allowing that to happen unconsciously. Mm. And I think eventually all of it was just, it just got too much. And there's just being, being in that survival mode, that fight and flight constantly for years and years, just fighting, 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 living in London, um, you know, in this fast paced city, being you know quite high flying I was very ambitious very uh, driven and eventually life came to a standstill I couldn't do it anymore and so for a period of time I think this was going on before I realized it I I was exhausted I was sleeping all the time I, I I felt like I didn't care about and and you know it's quite common amongst like mental health issues like you just don't care you just feel like you're watching your life go by you don't care about it you don't care anymore uh and it was just I was exhausted Mm. um and then um a couple of uh so a friend and someone else that I knew um said to me before I even put a word to it depression before I even put that to it they said you need to start meditating. And, and it was weird because it was like, what? <laughs> you know, I never meditated before. I didn't know what it was. Like, you know, because when you don't know what it is, you don't know the power it has. Mm. And so it started with meditation. And um, I just started using guided meditations on YouTube. And literally the floodgates just opened. And the minute someone would say, you are loved or you are protected because I'd been so hard on myself. I'd been so hard on myself. I, I just, yeah, in the first few kind of days or weeks, I was just crying, crying and crying and crying. And yeah, I was in pain. Um, at the same time, I felt like my, my soul was detoxing from all this, this kind of, negativity I'd been feeding it you know and um and then slowly then a friend said um right here's a number go and see this person so I started having CBT again crying in every session and then eventually I started getting stronger and um and yeah and then I think that journey started uh, raising my consciousness so I say you know depression but it is an awakening it's an awakening to all the things that you shouldn't have been doing and you were doing for such a long time, whether that's your job, whether that's your relationships. And so I started really doing the inner work, like really seriously immersing myself, separating myself from the world and just immersing myself, spending time in solitude, researching, watching YouTube videos with spiritual teachers, TED talks, reading books, meditating and yes yeah, slowly I started transforming my life mm, that's beautiful and I and 
you know, you're, you're still implementing those tools just by what mm-hmm. you shared at the beginning of um, beginning of this podcast is you had this experience with the friends, you panicked, you're working, you know, you, it's the end of the week, you've overstimulated yourself. Yeah. You just removed yourself from the situation and found peace by sitting in this spacious, space, spacious, um, you know, spiritual cathedral, which yeah. always gives you shivers when you're in a... Yeah. Um, a spiritual building and you got you you got clarity and that's exactly what happened then yeah albeit a longer period of time a big in a much bigger <laughs> way <laughs> yeah. yeah I think it's important to know that I mean a lot of us have experienced the same trauma especially the last year yeah. with COVID and the universe likes to you know punch us around the face doesn't it now and then to yeah, like, wake up what yeah. are you doing yeah we, we, I've tried to say this to you before but you're not listening to me so now yeah. now I'm really gonna um, up the ante and, and show you what needs yeah. to change and it's tough it is tough. and it is tough for you obviously you 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 felt depressed and, and completely gave up but for me it was I had um I had really severe anxiety I think I probably mastered depression with two, taking drugs yeah <laughs> probably get me kept me going and I had really bad IBS and other sort of yeah you know, bodily symptoms so it can present itself to you in so many different ways yeah um and but it's it's important to recognize if you do want this if you do want to to not feel this way anymore then something needs to give doesn't absolutely. it absolutely absolutely and I think you I think actually one of the turning points was there's an in motivational speaker called Les Brown mm. and someone sent me a video and it they'd sent it like a year before or something and I hadn't really watched it something it was like divine intervention divine timing something said to me watch that video and he said in that video, he says that don't allow your circumstances to control you. Mm. And that was a massive like, oh, my God, I'm allowing my circumstances to control my life. And actually, I'm in control of my circumstances. And that that I tell you what, that video was the turning point. I was like, right now, I need to start changing my life. Like, mm. This is not OK. And I need to start now kind of shifting things. That sort of wake up, mic drop moment. Yeah. And things started to shift. You yeah. you, you put the time in, you yeah. received help. Yeah. Which I feel is so important. Absolutely. And one step at a time. Absolutely. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Know? And look at you now. If if you would have like what would you what advice would you give yourself back then? What what one thing that she didn't know but you know <laughs> oh my god where do I start yeah <laughs> I think that if I if I as a younger me and I you know I I do have clients like who are very young mm-hmm. I think I would have definitely and I teach them and I would have definitely taught myself about boundaries I would have definitely taught myself you know that you have boundaries you don't have to tolerate this behavior you um you know stop people pleasing stop trying to be liked it's very difficult though you know when you're younger yeah but I think those were probably one of my I think the mental health issues were triggered by my my this desire to be liked by everyone Mm -hmm. therefore tolerating bad behavior yeah 
Do you amongst still- other things. Amongst other things, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the scroll of the list. <laughs> yeah. As you pile yeah. it onto the table. Um, yeah. Do you still do you still have those tendencies now? Do you see yourself slipping back into people pleasing now and then? So I think uh, no. I've become a lot hard. A hot, uh, like although I say like I've I've hardened. I've toughened up. Yeah. And so my boundaries. No, I don't. I find that my my life is a lot more peaceful now, and because I don't allow people, I'm very selective now in who I allow into my circle yeah so the like if I get a whiff that they're not cheerleaders they're not supporters and of course it's two ways every relationship is two ways or even with clients like even I only want to take on clients who you know who are excited who are really invested you know in the journey who aren't doing it just for the sake of it but are really invested so in every area of my life I'm very selective now so I would say yeah it crops up people pleasing like I said it it happened you know yesterday mm, true. in a much smaller way much yeah. smaller way yeah and you're equipped to sort of quickly snip that in the bud 100% oh 100% yeah, yeah. I think it's um we all want to be liked yeah. <laughs> don't we yeah and it's always difficult when you're not <laughs> it is but I think yeah. I think as you get older and as you start kind of um I think as you do start stepping into your power that does that you start accepting that you're not for everyone that's it my yeah. I've, I've had like a huge huge lesson I've, I've had a huge lesson on this recently yeah over the last I don't know, two years, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. And what what my take with, with, with a, a friend, or not a friend anymore, who stopped talking to me for whatever reason, I don't know why, because there was no communication. I, I There was obviously something I'd done. Yeah. Uh, but she wasn't prepared or wasn't ready to talk to me about it. So I had to respect her space, but also honour my feelings. And it literally yeah. crushed me. And, I, and it definitely was more than than that situation it was definitely my whole lifetime of of you know sister wounds that have come yeah. up and I'm like yeah. ah. but my big my biggest takeaway from that was was yes it's really important to grieve and I feel like the first time I started healing that space was my friends was like India stop caring about her space and care about you Mm. how do you feel Mm. you know what is it that you want and I'm like well I'm devastated I'm really upset and she's like you know shout scream yes same bad words you know and then I did and that allowed me just to be okay I can let it out and it's it's been like a really slow process but the end of the the end of that journey it's the only person that allows that energy in is is me yes so I haven't spoken to her but I've still been affected by it oh yeah the only person that is allowing that energy in is is me but first of all you need to go through it first yeah come out the other side and then take control and be like I'm good. Acceptance. 
acceptance and well there's five stages of uh, grief um i can't tell you off the top of my head what they are but there's kind of denial there's anger there's all sorts of different mm, stages that's true yeah and whether it's losing a job whether it's a breakup in a relationship whether it's losing a friend you know it's the same process and true. so there is a process that goes on and eventually when you get to that acceptance part it's a sweet spot to get to, but yeah. you have to go through the other parts. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah. And I feel it's definitely some sort of like toxic positivity, affirmation, um, you know, um, community that we're in at the moment of like, just yeah. be positive, just be positive, just be positive. We'll switch your thoughts, which yes, once you get to that acceptance. Yes. once you get there and and you're and you're you're strong enough to be like hang on old pattern change that yeah but it's it's don't ignore the the process yes of getting to that you need to uh, to to welcome in that feeling absolutely and allow and just exactly what you did you you almost welcomed in that feeling was like right any change and and you 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 purged you cried you you seeked help and then, you know, th- those steps that got you to that. Yeah, and it's been a process. It, it wasn't overnight. It was like, you know, it was a, it's a slow process. And yeah, I think I just gave myself the time and, you know, and just allowed myself to, to do everything I needed to. But also I wanted to change. I want, you know, I was fully invested in the journey. If that meant crying every day, that was what I was going to do. If it meant I was going to get better. Mm you know what what was it that what was it that determination what was that why for you why did you want to change I think I'm I think I have this natural drive to to live life Mm. I have this natural drive to just make the most of life I don't want to I want to I want my life my time on this planet, I want it to be worthy, uh, worthwhile. Mm. I don't want to waste it, you know, and I think I've always known that. And I think that's how I navigate through the world. Like I want to leave a legacy. It's important to me. I want my, I don't want my life to have been in vain. I want, I want to use my life for the greater good to help others to uh, make impact you know, and it is something that's a value like for me, you know, it's one of my values. And um, so I think that's my attitude in everything. I will work hard to, so I can get to a place where I can, you know, use my voice, you know, so I think there's always this, um, there's always a drive. And that's why I constantly push myself. I'm constantly pushing myself, pushing the boundaries and whether that's in my work or in my relationships, like even in my family dynamics, I've had to push some boundaries because, you know, the relationship with my parents now is very different to the way it was. The way they view me now is very different to the way it was before, you know, and there's a respect, a mutual respect, you know, and they see me as an equal, which wasn't the case before. Mm-hmm. And I think I am, I'm, I'm constantly pushing the boundaries um, because I just want to grow and learn and develop I love that I want to help others do the same just putting yourself in a vulnerable position basically each time you do that every time 
Yeah, being comfortable with really being uncomfortable. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think I've just realized, actually, I think I have a growth mindset. Yeah. I think I must naturally have a growth mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that my, my why was there's more to life. So it's very similar, but I just knew that there was more than this. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't take no for an answer. I'm like, mm, I don't get like going to the doctors and they say IBS, it will come, it will go. It may be you forever. Who knows? Take this, but no yeah, blase. I was like, no, I want to get to the root cause. I want to get to the root cause. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. I need I to find out. <laughs> yeah. And I had eczema on my hand last year. Well, I've had it for the last two years. And they go, yeah, and once you have eczema, it won't go. I'm like, nah, don't believe you. <laughs> don't believe. I mean, you know, it could be detrimental to my, sometimes you do need to just accept. And that may be the, <laughs> the key to unlocking the next, you know, the next step. But, you know, I've, I've worked, you know, I love to get to the root cause of things. I just know there's more. Curious and nosy and just <laughs> yeah, the, a teacher's nightmare, isn't it? Aren't we? <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but why? why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's the best way. Oh, so important. Yeah. You know, I feel it, especially now. I don't. Oh. I was going to question whether I should bring this topic up. I was going to say the vaccine. Oh, Every- no, let's not go there. <laughs> That's a whole other issue. But just simply, you know, why? Yeah, Ask me why. Too. That's yeah. fine. Do do the research and then come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Just, and, I, and I feel that this has really brought all those kids, now adults, that were the whys <laughs> at school. They go, why? Yeah. But why? I mean, it, yeah. it's so important to... So to find your own opinion and, and do what's right for you. Yeah. And not accept what you've been told as That's the it. truth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause a few, a few people around me are like, are you crazy? Cause I'm like, I'm not sure I, I want this vaccine. I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't agree with it. You know? And they're like, are you crazy? Like people mm. are saying to me, are you crazy? And I've just gone, I kind of just not even entertain the conversation. No, I don't. And I'll go away and I'll just do my own research and do what's best for me and everyone else it. can do what's best for them. But yeah, you know, but like some people have gone, you're mad for not taking it, you know. Maybe, maybe we are. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of, I've got to the point where I'm, I'm open. I'm open to it now. Um, I don't want to like close the door to either yes or no Mm. I'm just seeing where it takes me and I'm asking why along the way but to be honest there's such such a sea of information out there like I've I've kind of just checked out a little bit yeah or deal with it when it happens deal with it when it happens that's it it. (laughs) move move away from this conversation before it's another like two hours I Oh, Simon, it was so wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you for sharing all your experiences and um, the dramas. Yeah. Um, your your weekly drama and um, <laughs> how you've moved through it. And it's, it's, a, it's a really inspiring to see and witness your growth, um, especially from where you've come to where you are now. And I know a lot of the listeners will gain a lot from 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 listening to your experience so thank you for sharing that with us absolute pleasure how oh how how can they find you my darling 
Yeah, so I, I, I would say Instagram is probably the main uh, platform that I use. So simonmagic.uk. Um, I also um, have a meditation course that I launched a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. So Yeah, so um, if anyone wants to explore that further, you can go to the link in my bio um, and find that out. I'm also actually in the next couple of weeks launching a free resource for aspiring trailblazers. So it's going to be a free meditation and a PDF, um, which you're going to be able to access. So just keep an eye out. And uh, my website is www.simonmagid.uk. Oh, and my podcast, The Trailblazer's Journey. Amazing. So, yes. Could you share a little bit more about the, the meditation package that you've got? Yeah. So, um, so meditation, again, um, I think there's a misconception that meditation just calms the mind and just you know it's used for relaxation i think meditation is twofold meditation is a resource which you can use to take you further in so to really delve deep and you can use it as a form of relaxation so i've designed this um 10 days where you're going to be taken on some expeditions inside so in the pdf you've also got a journal I've also got a video on there with frequently asked questions where I'm going to teach you a little bit more about meditation. And so 10 days, um, you'll be given a meditation every day. But actually, the way I've designed it is you choose intuitively what you want to do that day. Um, so there's one about a sacred tree. Okay, so you're going to go on a little whimsical journey in a magical forest and then in a walled garden. Or there might be one um, which is just about um, affirmations for self-confidence, you know. So there's a mixture and it's tailored to what you might need that day. Mm. Um, and again, it's 10 days, but you, those meditations are yours for life. So you can use them again and again and again. There's part of your well-being toolkit. So, yeah. Amazing. That's beautiful. Cause like, like you said, there is such a stigma about meditation, which I, yeah, you know, yes, of course it is used to clear your mind, but when you're following um, a voice and you're going on this magical journey yeah. that, you've, that you've shared is one of yours, uh, your meditations, it's, you forget. It's like when I go for a run, which I've got into recently, yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't think about anything apart from, yeah. yes, I can do it. This next stop come on India just three more steps you know and I, yeah. it's just powering me along and I don't think about anything else and I've shaken it up and I come back feeling a lot more fresh but it's just like meditation yeah you need to sit and focus on breath if that doesn't work for you the only thing I would say about that though India is I think you can you can get in the present moment but I think if you want to really go inwards and do the inner work then you've got to take it a step further 100 so if you go to the gym of course you're gonna it's gonna release um endorphins the serotonin and dopamine it's gonna give you that hit and relax you and give you make you feel happy but your issues are gonna stay there they're still gonna be there yeah so if you really want to go inwards and you want to start questioning is my life serving me are my behaviors serving me what do i want what kind of relationships do i want what do i want to do for work what's going to make my heart sing then then there's a little bit more self-exploration and i think that's the part that i'm really passionate about helping people. yeah yeah, yeah. completely it and but just to start off with doing something that you enjoy and yeah. then building on it. Absolutely. Uh, it sounds amazing, darling. I'm really excited. Aww. Yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so thank you. Pleasure.
it's wonderful and um yeah I can't wait to share this with with everyone else thank you Thank you for joining me in today's episode. If you've taken lots of insights from the discussions, please make sure you leave a review so I can keep the podcast flowing. Uh, Pop your Instagram handle in there too, so I can visit your page to say thank you. I may even send out a few lucky listeners a thank you prize. Keep your friends updated also by sharing spiritual soaps with them. Let's keep this healthy conversation flowing. If you're not already following me on social media, you can join my community uh, for more spiritual tips and inspiration through my Instagram page at theenergycoach underscore. Feel free to tag me in all your revelations. I love hearing them. You can also visit my website www.the-energycoach.com to find my soul alignment healing programs and I've got some freebies on there too. I cannot wait to connect with you in the next juicy episode in the meantime if you'd like to be on the podcast or you have any questions you'd like me to discuss on spiritual soaps please reach out keep doing what you're doing my love and be kind along the way this is your soul's magic communicating and shining from within okay that's it for now love you bye